If you're the kind of dad who goes on college visits with his kids and rushes fraternities when his kids aren't looking, then this is the podcast for you. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. We are the podcast celebrating suburban dad life and the lives of dads wherever they may be. Welcome to season number seven, episode number seven, calling this one Civic Daddy, not Civic Duty. Aha, you said duty. I knew you'd like that because I know my audience. I know my podcast partner, Civic Daddy. Why are we calling it Civic Daddy? Because we have David Perez, who is a social studies teacher as well as a lacrosse coach. He's also a a great dad and a, a great guy. Looking forward to talking to him. I can only imagine what it's like teaching social studies in these crazy, crazy times when fact is not exactly fact, but we'll, <laughs> we'll break that down in, in just a bit. Hey, my name is Adam D. Right now, it's my great honor and great privilege to introduce a man who knows his fact from his fiction and his Shit from his Shinola. Hey. And that would be my good friend, Coach Randy. Woo. Adam D., as always, way to bring in the, the, the theme. And I want to know if it is. It, is that it, was a, a line from The Jerk. Yes, it was. Shinola. Shinola. Yeah. That was a I jerk. Just, I just finished reading the, I know, the Steve, Steve Martin, Martin autobiography. Yeah, so, yeah. So, and you just shared it with me. I'm looking yeah. forward to reading it. Uh, I'm, I want to know, you know, because we're Jewish. That's right. right. So is it is it Perez or Perez? You know. So I guess, yeah. we're gonna, I guess we'll find I'm out. Gonna, I'm going to say it both <laughs> ways and see how he reacts. But I think it, for him it's... Perez. Perez. Perez, or right? Perez. Well, Perez, I think, is the Israeli way, right? <laughs> yes, the Hebrew exactly. way? Yes. And and Perez yeah. is the Hispanic way. So we're going to learn. We're going to learn. I'm looking forward Perez. to it. Yeah. And this is the first guest that is connected um, through... She's a, He's my daughter's teacher at school. High, high risk having a teacher high, high risk. in yes. your daughter's house here. And has she approved this? She, she has. I mean, mm-hmm. we're going to find out. I think uh, she really likes him. Um, so I think that... Uh, I'm looking forward to spending time and grilling I, him. I gotta, I gotta, I can't wait to talk to him because, like I said, crazy times, right? Mm-hmm. Um, fact is very blurry mm-hmm. because everybody sees fact in their own way. Everyone's apparently, getting, apparently, yes. Getting new, news, quote unquote, from different, quote unquote, news, news sources, sources, which really yes. aren't news sources and are and are not credible at all. I, I'd like to know, how does somebody like Marjorie Taylor Greene get elected? <laughs> Every week there seems to be... <laughs> oh, you I went just, there, even though we're not a po- political podcast. I just, I'm just, you know, it, it's not even about Republican or Democrat. It's just, you know, when your head is so far up crazy's ass, <laughs> and I know I'm using a lot of profanity, it's very unlike me. Hey, listen, but, I'm proud of you, Adam D. We're, we, you know... You're let, uncorking the bottle. Let, let, out, let it out. You know, let, tell me how you really feel. Yeah. Don't hold back. Coach I, mean, look, I think both sides have some very fine people... <laughs> But I also think both sides have yes. some very some crazy people. And yeah, people yeah, I kind of call myself, you know, yeah. middle middle of the road. And so. it's middle school on top of that. Middle oh, school. and it's middle school, which so it's is a, school. It, it's uh, a very, um, you know, it's a very influential period in the kid's life. It's a time for Brianna to see a teacher mm-hmm. outside the classroom. It's like when you go grocery shopping, you uh, see a teacher at the grocery store, and you're like, what are you doing here? Out of so, body experience. When I was younger, yeah. I thought that the teachers lived in, the, in school. the school, yeah, yeah, right, and they like they weren't allowed to come out. They were like robots. When yes. they're done with the day, they get put in a locker for recharging. <laughs> That's absolutely, and, and then you open up that locker, and you know, eight o'clock the next life. morning. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, they're out there. 
they're out there. And you get dumbstruck when you see a teacher living a life like a parent and, or yeah, a husband or a Just a regular wife. person. Like, wait, you're a regular person? You eat food? Incredible. Hey, folks, you know, you could advertise on Bad to the Dead. We are the fastest growing dad-themed podcast in all of humanity. All of humanity. And uh, we've actually had some nice sponsors this year. We have had some we've really, had, really uh, good sponsors. We had... Uh, um, a new one that you've been posting that was our guest last week. That was Bobby Epstein yeah. of the law firm of Ziegler, Resnick, and Epstein. Yes. Ziegler, Resnick, and Epstein. Of course, you're going to hear about some of our, our other sponsors a little later on in the show during our commercial drops, but this is a really special one. Bobby Epstein and ZRE Law, they are extremely experienced divorce attorneys. Hey, divorce, not fun. In not fact, fun. I think the, the way the law is designed is it's designed not to be fun. Well, it it's, makes you think twice. In our state, we have a, uh, a, the, a two-year... The no-fault no clause? The no-fault clause, but it takes like two years to go right. through, yeah. which... So what you do is you find fault. <laughs> yeah, well, that goes without saying, and I think yes. that probably motivates you to, to find a law firm that's not some fly-by-night, rinky-dink operation. Not, go like with a firm. Go like with who? a firm. Like who, Adam? Like ZRE Law, Ziegler, Resnick, and Epstein... Who has uh, a combined 150 years? That's a lot of years of matrimonial legal yes, experience. That's a lot of a lot of years of matrimony. A lot of years of dealing with divorces of unhappy couples. Yeah, he was funny last week. He was good. He was good. He was a real guy. And yeah. if you want to contact him to you know settle your divorce affairs, there's nobody better. Nine seven three eight seven eight forty three seventy three. Again, offices in Livingston and Hackensack, New Jersey. We know we have a lot of New Jersey listeners. Area code nine seven three. 878-4373, or you can learn more about ZRE Law at ZRE Law on social media or ZRELaw.com on the web. That's Bobby Epstein, Ziegler, Resnick, and Epstein. Very nice, MMD, and I'm so glad we kind of got the, the formalities out of the way because mm-hmm. I'm really excited to talk to you this week about what you did as a dad this week. I took the week off from work. I flew my daughter down to Florida. And we did a tour of the North and Central Florida schools because it's that time of time of year. Well, not even time of year. It's that period in her in her high school years. We got to start looking at colleges, and she knows what she wants. She wants business. She wants sports management, and she wants sunshine. So to Florida we went. There's a, a lot there. I just uh, am a little jealous. Now I'm actually very. Well, jealous you should be to have that kind of time with. Uh... Uh, your daughter, uh, that one-on-one uh, FaceTime must have been so special. I know you're getting some of the details. Yeah. Uh, but um, what was what was your as you were going down? Yeah. What were you most excited about? You know, when you're a parent mm-hmm. and you are doing these college tours with your kid, mm-hmm. it's almost like being a student again. Okay. Like you're picturing yeah. yourself mm-hmm. at these campuses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then ultimately, a, a smaller version of yourself or a younger version of yourself will will be at these campuses. So, I think when you're older, you care more about different things mm-hmm. like safety, mm-hmm. like the size of the campus. Mm-hmm. Um, are these majors going to prepare my student mm-hmm. for the next phase of their lives? Mm-hmm. So, a uh, co- couple of comic observations. Yes. All right. So you know, you, when you sign up for these tours, you get a a guide, mm-hmm. and these guides are super enthusiastic. They're cheerleaders without pom poms. Mm-hmm. What I found is the profile of the of the campus guide. They're a student, mm-hmm. but they are like from Overachievers Anonymous. <laughs> so we had guides that you know, there's no minute in the day mm-hmm. when they come up for air. It's like. 
Yeah, uh, I'm an honors college microbiology major. Uh, I'm on my way to being a valedictorian. I have single-handedly set up four villages in poor Appalachia <laughs> and three in Peru. Uh, I run track. I play volleyball. I run track while I, I play, play volleyball, volleyball. <laughs> right? I am the president of the Black Student Union, the Jewish Student Union, <laughs> the Catholic Student Union, the Harry Krishna Student Union. I, uh, I work at the, uh, the homeless shelter. And, on my free time. And for free, no, for free time, oh, I, I, do, I do Wordle in Japanese. <laughs> and th these kids are absolutely amazing. God yeah. bless their parents. Uh -huh. But, you know, they're also making the most out of their, out of, out of their college, college experience. experience. So they are truly great ambassadors mm -hmm. of the school. And they know everything. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they're extremely well-versed in, in the school. Did you, did you, you know. what were like some of the other parents and students? Oh, there? I'm so glad you asked. Another comic <laughs> observation yes. is... Yeah. Because we're the hosts of a dad-themed podcast, yes, yeah. I was looking at the dads. Not uh -huh. just the dad, but the dynamic between the dads and uh -huh. the moms. Yeah. So every dad on these tours had the same pose and <laughs> the same facial, what's facial the pose? expression. What's the pose? The pose is arms crossed mm -hmm. and feet shoulder width apart. Okay. And there's a brochure in the hand. <laughs> I think what I'll do is I'll take a picture of myself and yes, post it on social media. Yes, with the brochure right. in your head. Stone-faced. Listening intently, mm -hmm. especially when they start talking about how much is this going to cost me yeah. <laughs> and what are the academic credentials uh -huh. in order to get into this school. Mm -hmm. You could really start seeing the smoke blow and the wheels turning. <laughs> but ironically enough, who's asking all the questions? Mm -hmm. Mom. Mom. Yeah. Mom is asking all the questions. Yeah. And, you know, there is no question that's off the table for mm -hmm. a mom. So what was like the most zany question you got from, uh, from a parent or student? Not zany, but food allergies. Food allergies, okay. Because a lot of these dorms now have their own dining halls. Okay, yeah. So it's like, my kid is a, you know, vegan, um, paleo, <laughs> peanut allergy, air allergy. Yeah. Um, is there a special station for that? Huh. And of yeah. course, there is. There is. There, there has there is. to be with kale, right? Uh <laughs> <laughs> kale. Kale. That is, that's the solve for anything. Right. Yeah. That, that's so funny. Uh, and so which schools did you go to again? And we went to the University of Florida, mm -hmm. Central Florida, and South Florida. So these are all Florida, Florida schools, yeah. which means... All within like a two-hour radius of one another. And so what were you most concerned about? Well, I already knew what the costs were going to be. Yeah. And, you know, we're looking for, relatively speaking, bargains yeah. <laughs> that, that have, have the majors. I think... Um, you know, size of school. Okay. And, and these are three very large schools. They have mm -hmm. no less than 45,000 mm -hmm. students on campus. Mm -hmm. So to accommodate 45,000 students, you need a big campus. Yeah, yeah. But it's the kind of thing where a lot of these schools have multiple mm -hmm. campuses mm -hmm. uh, in and around the area. Um, you know, I, I'm always concerned of your dorm in proximity to where you're going to be taking well, most of your know classes. because you know that. That's a lot of, you got yeah. a long haul. And for, for some of these schools... Um, you're going to be packing on, on the steps. So mm -hmm. I'm not worried about the freshman 15 yeah. because that'll be burned off. That's going to be burned off. Walking, yeah. <laughs> walking from the dorm to the classes and, and back. Mm -hmm. Unless, you know, she takes whatever the golf cart Uber mm -hmm. Uber is. Um, you know, you also worry about safety. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you want to make sure that, uh, you know, people aren't creeping onto campus. You want to mm -hmm. see what the history of safety is. Sure. So, you know, those, are, I think, are the kinds of things that, that go through a parent's mind other than, you know, cost, will she fit in, is yeah. this the right school? You kind of get a, a vibe. You know, there are some colleges that are a little bit crunchy. Ooh, I like right? the word crunchy. Um, a little bit, uh, 
far left liberal. Uh, yeah, but you know they potentially a, a hairy violet, armpits, hairy, hairy legs. Armpits, you know, I, we're, we're, we're stereotyping. We're, we're stereotyping, understandably, we but and, and every college is dynamic. Yeah. They have their different pockets mm -hmm. of of what have you. Mm -hmm. um, but also, will there be enough for mm -hmm. my kid to do mm -hmm. to get involved in? Yeah. And we researched a lot of that long before mm -hmm. we went on campus. So well, this is this is good for for those parents that are listening, that are on the cusp of making those college visits and are yeah. thinking about. You know, where do I start? Yeah. Well, start online okay. because everything is digital now. Yeah. There are virtual tours. Mm -hmm. They have interviews with mm -hmm. influential people at the mm -hmm. schools and they do it even by mm -hmm. discipline. So mm -hmm. if your kid's interested in the sciences, mm -hmm. they have a video just for science mm -hmm. with students and the dean and mm -hmm. professors and what have you. So you get a pretty good primer mm -hmm. of what academic and social mm -hmm. life is like on campus if mm -hmm. you just do those videos. Mm -hmm. But you got to go to the campus. Okay. It puts things in perspective, mm -hmm. um, but uh, very competitive. You know, now that COVID is not necessarily over, but it looks like it's moving towards just End being behind us. And college and it's not even behind it. It's yeah. be like the flu. It'll it's be out be there. forever, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so more, more kids are applying to schools, yeah. and as a result, the colleges are like, all right, no more free passes. Yeah, we're going to Now you got to up your yeah, game yeah. because we have to be more selective because yeah. we're getting more, a lot more students. Yeah. So, real quickly, uh, what was it like observing Perry from a parent? Just what was, I mean, as you watched her, yeah. what was it like just watching your daughter engage in this all big thing and, and, and what she was going through? Yeah, you, you could tell where she was most interested because that's where she spoke up and asked mm -hmm. a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. So, she did ask about class size, mm -hmm. um, access to professors, mm -hmm. things like that. Do you get a lot of homework? Because mm -hmm. uh, she really doesn't know, you know, yeah. being, being in high school. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the I think the one thing that a lot of kids, you know, kids who transfer tra transition mm -hmm. from high school to college have to appreciate is you're taking less classes, mm -hmm. but those classes go longer. Yeah. So you're not doing 40-minute, nine 40-minute classes yeah. or eight 40-minute classes. You're going to have five classes that'll go about an hour, mm -hmm. maybe 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. um, and the work is is different. There's a lot of project work. There's a lot of essays. Mm -hmm. uh, now there's um, schools that are doing a hybridized sort of format where mm -hmm. you, most of your classes are in the classroom, but you might sure. have one that's virtual. Mm -hmm. So you do it from your dorm room or you mm -hmm. do it from the library. So that's... So that, you know, you, and you know your kids, right? If you're close enough with your kids, you have mm -hmm. a certain intuition as to mm -hmm. where you think they're going to thrive. Mm -hmm. You start to see the eyes widen a little bit when yeah. they start looking at things. That must be real neat. I know that you're the kind of person who always engages other people. Yeah. Um, how about Perry? What was it like for her to see other students considering that particular program and her engagement with the other students? What I would recommend mm -hmm. is if you... Visit a school, see if there's anybody from your town mm -hmm. or any like degrees of separation. Okay. So we were very fortunate mm -hmm. that at one of the schools, mm -hmm. um, there is a, a kid from a neighboring town mm -hmm. who is a mutual friend mm -hmm. of somebody that we all know. Yeah. One of these connectors of people. Mm -hmm. And she put us in touch with this student mm -hmm. who's a freshman. So she's she's know, right there now. First year, yeah. So she gives us a good sense of what it's like to acclimate mm -hmm. to college life, especially out of state. Mm -hmm. And that was probably the most useful time that we had at that particular college mm -hmm. because we met at a Starbucks, mm -hmm. one of four on campus, <laughs> uh, Starbucks and Chick Fil A. Oh yes, I don't get it. You know uh, why? Why does every college need to have Chick Fil A? Chick -fil -A because it's Chick Fil A. 
Yeah. It's a, it's there are a so sauce. many Chick-fil-A's it's a sauce. in Florida that I think I saw one on the runway when we took off. <laughs> so we met at a Starbucks, yeah. and for about an hour, hour and 20 minutes, um, Perry and this and this girl were just mm-hmm. talking about what to acclimating expect, to life, like. what to expect, classes, mm-hmm. core classes, lecture halls, things, you know, campus life, mm-hmm. sporting activities, things like that. That was extremely useful. And then there was... Um, Another adult who has a, a faculty position okay. at another school. Mm-hmm. So we were able to, to speak to that person and people who work with that person to get a sense of what life is like. So I guess my advice is... Uh-oh. If, advice? Dadvice. Dadvice? Yeah. We usually don't give dad No, advice, no. I, I want to hear your dad advice. This is very important. So if you're able to find some sort of connection, somebody who knows somebody mm-hmm. at one of these campuses, take advantage. Mm-hmm. Take advantage. Um, and then learn how competitive these schools are. Learn, you know, if you're applying to an out-of-state school, mm-hmm. see what the acceptance rate is for out-of-state students. So you can set the expectations as far as what, yeah. to, what to know. So when we were leaving one of the campuses, we are uh, talking uh, involuntarily mm-hmm. to uh, one of these parents yeah. who, you know, you think I like to talk. This woman <laughs> liked to talk. She's like, where are you from? And we're like, from New Jersey. We're from Florida. Boy, it's going to be really tough for you to get in. And I'm like, <laughs> you're negativity now. Yeah. And it's like, if I were you, I would hire somebody. And I'm like, hire somebody to do what? Do what? what? Like an advisor? We already know what schools we want. Well, she wants. You don't have, a, I mean, I know you well, but I don't think you have half a million dollars sitting around to make a donation to the school. <laughs> Not that. And I certainly don't have $10,000 to hire, <laughs> yes. an, you know, an advisor. Yeah. And is this advisor going to make inroads for me? Yeah. They're going to guide us in yeah. the in the process for you know, what kind of essay they're looking yeah. for, perhaps, you know, what kind of um, standardized yeah. test scores yeah. we're going to need. But I don't need to hire somebody That's fine. because we already have the focus of the major mm-hmm. that my daughter's looking for mm-hmm. and the kinds of schools that she mm-hmm. she wants. Uh, plus, I think our guidance department in, at our high school is pretty good. They have well, this Navion system. If, so. I, if I know uh, Michelle, she's... Uh, no one could do better than Michelle as far as online engaging and everything we're else. So, we're on top of it. We're so on top uh, of you're it. lucky to have her. Now I know you went around looking and you had a lot of time in the car with with Perry, which is yeah. great. What were you doing when you were you were not looking? What kind of things did you do? Yeah, so we had a lot of windshield time. Yeah, because there was about two hours mm-hmm. between uh, each college town. Mm-hmm. So we talked about, you know, we we broke down the visit. Mm-hmm. What did you like? What mm-hmm. did you not like? What are you cu- more curious about? Uh, what do you want to learn more of? Mm-hmm. It, do you see yourself going here? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you get accepted, do you want to go back and mm-hmm. do a more deep dive campus mm-hmm. tour? Mm-hmm. Not with the guides who are essentially, the, the I, cheerleaders. Think, I think, paid yeah. to you know puff Promote, up puff yeah. up the school the and, and talk about all the glory the of the sales school. and marketing staff. Yeah, and, and of course you said yes, but then there was just a lot of you know fun dad time. There was I you know I I learned about all the new songs that are coming out and the playlists and <laughs> the TikToks and the TikToks and was kind of cool is that she was uh, FaceTiming with some of her friends. Yeah, and you know I'm gonna get I'm gonna get the uh, you know the real. Not the real skinny, but you know, the, the deeper conversations about yeah. how she enjoyed it are going to be through those conversations that she had. So you can eavesdrop. With her friends. And she had no no problem with me being in earshot while she was talking mm-hmm. with her friends. And um, I also think the, you learned something that you weren't expecting mm-hmm. about the weather in certain campuses. Yes. That wasn't especially oh, on wow. the agenda, but yet because you were there Oof. at the time, did you learn something? Yeah, we learned quite a bit mm-hmm. about, uh, you know, there's this uh, mathematical formula I've, I've learned where it's meteorology, mm-hmm. um, time, size of campus, mm-hmm. um, compounded by 
road construction and road closures mm -hmm. that will make your camp visit experience very unique. <laughs> yes. So one particular campus that we visited with rhymes with Schmuniversity of Schmarda, <laughs> which is not a small campus at all, um, it poured torrentially. Yes. Now, when you look at weather reports in Florida, you're like, it's Florida. Mm -hmm. You got to expect a passing thunderstorm. Mm -hmm. And then the sun comes yes, out. Yes, and humidity. Right. Yeah, this one did not pass. <laughs> this was, um, you know, pins and needles, yeah. heavy rain yeah. the entire day. We got a private tour, which was great. But uh, a campus that size to be walking through when sidewalks are closed mm -hmm. and parking is not abundant mm -hmm. and the rain is coming down in sheets. <laughs> we have a sweatshirt. That has not dried out yet. Still. <laughs> that is still hanging in the bathroom and being Febreze. Because it's like one of these heavy, yeah. heavy uh, cotton sweatshirts. Uh, so we're, we're dealing with that. And you should see my shoes. Oh. Woo. Yes, I'm wearing new a shoes manure right now. Manure spitter. <laughs> Jackknife. Uh, Interstate 4. Out of Santa Ana. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> Perry and I basically spent that night blow-drying our sneakers. <laughs> Because the smell. You never get used to the smell, Coach. <laughs> well, I just noticed you have a new pair of sneakers, so. I, mean, I, had, it was, I had to do it out of necessity. Thank <laughs> God Florida has a lot of outlet Yes. Yeah. And I was able to find the Asics. But yeah. soaking, running shoes, smelly running shoes. She was wearing her high-top Chuck Taylors. Uh, Fortunately, those are, aren't are heavy shoes, so they dry out pretty quickly. A little quickly. bit easier, yeah. But uh, we had to, like, share... What a fantastic memory. This was so great. That, that was actually a good memory. <laughs> yeah. And I think I showed you a picture of uh, Perry and I at the swamp, yeah. the, the stadium. Yeah. It's and we're in rain ponchos. <laughs> and the rain is actually coming down yeah, like, as we're taking that picture. So um, that's the, the college visit experience. We're not done. We're going to hit a few Northeast schools. So I'm sure I'll have More to know, tell a few us, other right? chapters about some of those other schools. And you know, we still great have time. a lot to still learn. still jealous. But what yeah. a great time. I hope people do that with my girls. A lot of, so. lot, yeah. And I think that was one of the... the the added benefits of a trip like this is, you know, you're away. These aren't yeah. day trips. We no, went for are, the week. Yeah. We went for like four days. And you had lots of wings and lots of uh, yeah, we went basketball season. A lot of so. basketball to watch. You know, we had the NCAA. It was great being uh, from New Jersey. Yeah. Oh, especially because of St. Peter's. And, and being in the uh, the Disney Springs yeah, yeah. and going to like one of these. It was actually a bowling alley that had a sports bar and watching St. Peter's. Hashtag yeah. strut up, Peacocks. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. So we're like the only ones screaming and yelling as mm -hmm. St. Peter's is on its way to defeating Purdue. And in the corner of the bar, there was a whole Purdue contingent oh my gosh. moaning and groaning, yeah. and they're hearing us hooting and hollering, and yeah. like, shut up, Jersey yeah. people. The Jersey boys. But, you know, 15th hey. seed, first 15th seed to go. Suck it, man. <laughs> to the Elite Eight. And who do they have? North Carolina. I know we're recording this on Sunday when they're going to be playing North Carolina. Yeah. So, you know, listen, I'm, I'm very proud of these guys. It's Cannot a small school with not a big basketball budget. Yep. You know, they're tough. Jersey tough. So, yeah. go Peacocks. We're pulling for you. Thrilling stuff. Mm -hmm. All right. Coming up yep. on Bad to the Dead, David Perez, yeah. social studies teacher, lacrosse coach. Keep it here on Bad to the Dead. Bad to the Dad would now like to thank one of our sponsors. Running your own business is hard. You have customers you need to keep happy, revenue streams that need to keep flowing, and you've got competition. When running a business of any size, it's important to have an image that stands out. Nobody understands that better than Berman Branding. Need a website from scratch or a website reboot? Berman Branding. Looking for a marketing plan for a new product or service? You got to go Berman Branding. How about a new logo? Becky Berman and her talented team designed Bad to the Dad's Bone Daddy logo featured on our social media accounts and our website. 
You'll even get marketing research and insights from Berman Branding to help you build the best awareness strategy. Even Coach Randy is a client. Berman Branding. Visit them at Berman Branding on social media or BermanBranding.com. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. We are the podcast celebrating suburban dad life and the lives of dads everywhere in between. Social media, we are on it and you can find us. Our handle is at Bad to the Dad. That's at Bad to the Dad. You can find us on Instagram, on Facebook. Every once in a while we do a tweet. I don't do a lot of tweeting, but there is some tweeting going on. You can even find us on LinkedIn again at Bad to the Dad. That's our handle on social media. Got a good old-fashioned website. That's badtothedad.com. If you can't download our episodes on Apple or Spotify, and why is that happening? Please tell us. If you can't do it, you, you got to let us know. We'll be your tech support. But if you can't do it on Apple or Spotify, you can certainly do it from the website, badtothedad.com. And yes, we do want to hear from you. We have an email, and that is contact us at badtothedad.com. Once more, contact us at badtothedad.com. If you have a guest idea, show idea, a question for your hosts, contact us at badtothedad.com is the way to communicate with us. Our guest today is David Perez. And coach, I've been hearing a lot about David Perez over the last few weeks because I know your daughter, Bree, loves David Perez. He is her social studies teacher. And now I'm excited because, you know, history, social studies, that's my favorite well, subject. And I, and I was a social teacher in middle school, so I can appreciate you it. You were a social studies teacher? I never did, told in high that. school. Well, the, the all little, this time. All this time. I was waiting for this moment. You think you know a guy. You think you know. And now the secrets come out of the closet. Poof! Wow. You, you were a social <laughs> studies teacher. Yes. Well, enough about you. Let's Absolutely. learn about you. It's Jeremy always about Perez. me, but what yes. do you think about me? Um, let's talk about that in another episode. You know, maybe uh, episode 13 of this season? That's after the, we're done, right? David Perez is our guest today on Bad to the Dad. David, so uh, so great to have you on Bad to the Dad. Thank you so much for making time. Pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, social studies. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, <clears throat> I can only imagine this day and age, teaching social studies is not just about teaching history and not just learning about the Indian tribes that once lived in your area and are now got because I remember when I was growing up that was social studies mm-hmm. now it's like current events yeah. what's going on in the news how to discern and decipher the news media yeah. I'm sure a lot of that is playing a part in in how you teach so kind of a loaded question but you know what is it like now being being a social studies teacher how, how are you managing that it's definitely an interesting time uh, you know I would say it's it's, you're, you have kids that are so much more interested in the subject uh, today due to social media, things like Snapchat, uh-huh. uh, Instagram, uh, even some kids that, you know, will every now and then go on Facebook and see what their parents are reading and writing. Um, it seems like everybody's a historian now. Everybody <laughs> uh, at the end of the day, you know, is um, a professor and understands everything that's happening in the world. So there's a lot of opinion. And I think with a lot of opinion, that's great because it brings people to the table. And then, you know, with these seventh graders, 
They have so much information from when they heard what they heard from their mom, their dad, their grandma, their grandpa, what they saw on their social media feed. So, you know, my job is essentially to bring them facts and then let them come to their own opinions. Hmm. Just because there is so much, there's so much information out there. And sometimes these kids are just um, listening to the first article that pops up on Google or, you know, the first thing that someone retweeted or someone reposted on Instagram. And then now that's their political opinion. Wow. You know, that's very interesting to talk about. I have a two-part question. Yeah. Two-part question. First of all, uh, there's a special place in heaven for middle school teachers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I would agree with which, you. Which is a statement. Which is a statement. Uh, those who know anything about middle school teachers, it takes a very unique... That and kindergarten teachers, right? There's a yeah. unique breed to anybody who wants to work with middle school kids. Uh, it's So thank you for teaching middle school. I can appreciate that. Thank you. Why middle school? <laughs> you know, it's funny. So initially, um, I had started as a paraprofessional in high school. And I always thought I was going to be a high school teacher. I love the World War II era. I love uh, the 60s. I love JFK's presidency. So I always said I'm going to end up being a World War II, like, you know, teach an elective on maybe just JFK's presidency, the Cold War, yada, yada, yada. Next thing you know, um, I end up in West Orange, where I'm from, and uh, there's no postings in the high school. So I'm like, I got to go somewhere else. Like, you know, I got to find the high school gig. I want to teach high school. I want to teach high school. And then... The opportunity presented itself where there was a leave replacement at Roosevelt Middle School. And I said, you know what? It's going to be a great experience. Let me take the leave, you know, uh, get some experience underneath my belt. And then from there, I could figure out what I want to do. And um, I went to Roosevelt. I was a Roosevelt student. And, you know, it was a little weird walking through the halls being a teacher at that point. School's much smaller when you're... School's way smaller (laughs) when you're a teacher. And then, you know, I'm there with some teachers who taught when I was there. And I'm like, okay, this is a little odd. Did you still call them Mr. and Mrs.? Because Yeah, there's a point where I'm like, hey, Mr. Wecht. And he's like, it's Jay, Dave, please don't call me Mr. Wecht. (laughs) You don't owe me a... You've crossed the threshold. (laughs) You've crossed the threshold. You don't owe me a book report, okay? You're in the club. You're in the club now. But it was... was, Mm -hmm. It was a little weird at first, but then, you know what, the community at Roosevelt and the culture that's been established by the principal, Mr. Hush, it it started to bring me in. And then the curriculum itself, it was good. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I would, I'd never lie to anybody. There's there's points. In the We're glad about this. Ladies and gentlemen, our listeners, uh, Mr. Perez does not lie. I'm not, I, I, can't, I can't say that this is a curriculum where... Um, you know, kids are going to be going home and doing backflips every single day. Uh-huh. Um, but I found ways to make it interesting. I had to kind of take, you know, some uh, really long routes to get to like gerrymandering, which a <laughs> seventh grader doesn't care about it at all. Uh-huh. Um, but at the end of the day, I started falling in love with it. And I said, you know what? Uh, I love this building. And I'm a firm believer that if you love the people you work with, you're going to end up being a better person. And you're going to end up loving your job more. So I said, you know what? I'm going to stick this out. If it works out, it works out. Uh, The person I I was in for ended up not coming back and Mm -hmm. taking a position in another school. And then they were like, do you you want the position? I'm like, all right, let's do this. That's how you fall uh, into a game. That's how you fall into it. And now I'm still in middle school. It's kind of fun, right, though? It is. You know, listen... It's a roller coaster ride. There's some days where I'm like, <laughs> it's King to Cock. Come on, let's be honest. <laughs> there's some days where I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I can make it a period seven. And then there's some days where you get some kids that say some things where I'm like, this is why I'm doing it. Uh-huh. In seventh grade, you have some kids that have, you know, some better responses than some of my adult friends. Yeah. You know, so like they're 
they're just scratching the their, the potential yeah. in seventh yeah. grade. So it's cool that you get to mold these kids a little bit in a, a positive way. Whether it's you know I make you a stronger writer, um, cool. I actually get you interested in history. Yeah. Where history, I mean, listen, we all know like history is one of those subjects that like either had a teacher who made you hate it or made you love it. So like my goal is like, can I make you love it? Hmm. You know. Wow. David Perez is our guest on Bad to the Dad this week. He's a social studies teacher locally here in West Orange. He's also a lacrosse coach, and we'll get into that in just a bit. Coach Randy said, special place in heaven for middle school teachers because I think, you know, for anything else. Well, would you want to go back to middle school? I think if I was going to be a teacher, no, 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 I, would, no. I would like to teach middle okay. school. No, no, you as a person go Have you back. you seen pictures of me in middle school? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Does it look like a time that I'd want to go back to? That's exactly my point. Because I've seen pictures of you in middle school. Yeah. And I don't think if I were you, I'd want to go back to middle Let's school. Let's just say this. I, I didn't wear jeans until my sophomore year in high school because I, I couldn't get my, my my fat thighs into jeans. But did you I wear corduroys? Sweatpants. Did you wear corduroys? Oh, well, corduroys was, corduroys. Sort of, corduroys was the gateway yes. to jeans. Right? If you were a sweatpants kid... You did corduroys first because they were kind of in between, and then you went jeans. You know? <laughs> but jeans wasn't until sophomore year in high school. So that's exactly my point. Yes. Is middle school, you're going through the worst transition in a kid's life. There's yep. puberty. There's the mental health issues now. Right? Socialization, yeah. especially yes, the, now. The yeah. Voice cracking, which you know still occurs sometimes. <laughs> oh, it's so. I love that I suck. I love that I suck. <laughs> it happens a lot. But but what about this, David? Uh-huh. Parents. Now, mm-hmm. I know you're a coach. We could talk about parents on the on the sports coaching front mm-hmm. in just a bit but social studies teacher you said you're teaching fact yeah have you ever gotten a parent uh to call you and say i don't like the way you're teaching a certain subject knock on wood i haven't have, been, have any of your colleagues had that? yeah i've had colleagues that have i, I think it's i find that there's certain subjects that maybe certain teachers are a little um, scared to maybe teach, mm-hmm. especially in the climate of the country now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, For me, I feel like if you bring it up the right way, it's not bias, and you're just bringing information up to the kids, you're setting yourself up where you can talk about it in an appropriate setting, mm-hmm. go over ground rules with kids, things they can and cannot say, and you're okay. I mean, it's been nine years, and I'm not going to it doesn't happen. But, I mean, I've had a colleague that, you know, way when we first started, we did the Constitutional Convention. Mm-hmm. And with the Constitutional Convention, we used to reenact it. <laughs> so, you know, we'd have Virginia, New Jersey, New York. <laughs> and from a student perspective, reenacting it, I, I, this is what I think about history. Whether it's bad or good, you need to understand both sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it's something horrific, you need to understand why those people did those horrific things. Because in their minds, they thought they were doing something good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you need to understand both sides of it. And not saying that the one side is right, but just understand it. How things you happened. Know, how it happened, why it happened, A, B, C, led to D. And, um, you know, I remember that, you know, this colleague got an email. And, you know, it was an email that, you know, like, how dare, you know, you, you bring up um, slavery and why slavery uh-huh. should be fought yeah. for. And, you know, if I were to respond to that parent, I would say, first and foremost, like, I would never mm-hmm. in a million years tell a kid that this is what he should be believing in. But unfortunately, like, in our country, you're looking at the economics of slavery, 
this is why the Southerners fought for it. Mm-hmm. You're, you're taking away their entire economy. So when kids understand that, they can say, slavery is horrible. It's one of the most disgusting things we've ever had in this country. But I slightly understand why the South fought for it so much because it was embedded into their culture. It was the way of life. It was their way of life. It tied into their economy as well. And then they could say, okay, now I have a well-rounded picture. Yeah. Instead of saying slavery is bad, but I don't know why right. it was bad or why people fought for it. And it happened. And it happened. It happened. It's like not you like can't you forget it that the bad things happen. Well, the other thing is, I'm a professor of sociology, and so we're talking about mm-hmm. race, and I'm glad you talk about this because even at the, at the college level, mm-hmm. I'm very, very selective. We have an entire chapter, three days spent on race, yeah. and I've had the dean come to me and said, listen, you know, this kind of stuff. But we know that slavery, Mississippi was a wealthiest state in the Union. Yep. Post slavery, and to this day, it's now. The poorest. So what you're trying to do is offer this round of picture saying, and we talked about facts, right? Mm-hmm. That's facts. Yeah. You can't get around that. <laughs> and, and it was a horrible thing. Yeah. But the fact is, mm-hmm. slavery mm-hmm. made a lot of the southern states money. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, how do you expect people to go off and develop skill sets when all they know is 400 years? Yeah. Uh, and so... Uh, that is the challenge in this particular climate, and I love the fact. And I uh, thank you for that Powtoon exercise. Uh, 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 that was I love Powtoon. I've used it for my business. And uh-huh. listeners out there, there's a great website called Powtoon. Uh, and one of the assignments was to have my daughter create a Powtoon cartoon, of which I had the pleasure of watching ten, fifteen dozen times <laughs> to make sure that it was, uh, <laughs> it was good. And that's even something yeah. like Powtoon. It's so yeah. funny. Like these kids, they're in their bubbles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like Google slide, Google slide, Google slide. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I never want to see a Google slide again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like our PowerPoint. Yes. Yeah. When PowerPoints came out and we had one, we were like, this is revolutionary. Yeah. Then after the 51, you're like, uh, oh my God, please yeah. stop with these PowerPoints. Yeah, so like a Powtoon, these kids are like, what? We have to do what? It takes how long? We have to hit save multiple times? <laughs> What's going on? I'm like, it's going to be so much more yeah. entertaining, and you don't have to get up there and talk for five yeah. minutes. You but just it, play. And so it just sounds like you're adapting to the local, uh, the changes, social emotional learning, things of that nature. Uh, again, which is why middle school is such a, a wonderful time period for, for your kids. Now, you use the word facts, mm-hmm. right? And this is the part two of my question. Yeah. How familiar are you with the word facts? I hadn't gotten to part two yet. No, this, this is about my follow-up. Right. Because you, you said facts, right? The kids use the word facts mm-hmm. in their d- daily language, right? They say, yeah. dude, that's facts. Yeah. Right? Now, facts is not necessarily about facts being right. Facts is actually a word for what? Just telling the truth. You're just telling the truth. That's facts. Yeah. That is facts. Yeah. And yeah, be- but I think there's a veil there, and this is where we get to point-counterpoint, yeah. David, of facts is now strong opinion. And when that opinion is strong enough, and enough people, or you see where I'm going with this, uh-huh. say, yeah, that's facts, now it becomes facts, but it's really just well, strong and opinion. Because Am I off base here? No, no, oh. you're exactly right. No, that, that's, that's, and that's, the, scary. that's our climate today. That's climate today, because, right, seeing is believing, mm-hmm. right? If you see it, yep. then clearly it has to be true. We now know... And the environment, what you're teaching yep. is often counterintuitive to what they're seeing because they see all that social media. Yep. So because the mind is, I see this, I keep, and the algorithms with social media keeps reinforcing what you see, exactly. that goes to what you're telling. And yeah. as an educator, that's going to be so frustrating and difficult to be able to get to what we know are the facts. It's tough. I mean, you, you look at things that are happening in Ukraine and like you, know, you can have people that pull up old videos of someone getting bombed and mm-hmm. then you could say this was a direct attack in ukraine and then say this is exactly this is what's happening right now and i'm not saying that that could have not happened but there's so much 
I can I think the advancements in like uh, photoshopping mm-hmm. and like it, it's <laughs> amazing. It's amazing what you could do. Yeah. Now kids are like, no, but I saw it. Yeah. Look at this video. Yeah. And I'm like. That video ha- that's happened ten and years so that, ago, and so that video gets more credibility from someone who's an expert as a teacher. Yeah, if I show it, yeah, like it happened. Yes, but so for me, I'm like, I got to be careful what mm-hmm. I show because I need to one make sure that this is something that like is credible. One, because mm-hmm. I'm listen, we all see things. We're like, yeah. this is great, and I see things. I'm like, well, this would be really good, but I'm like, uh, this could be a little biased. And, and that's and that's the downfall is having to think about. Am I going to get some kind of negative feedback yeah. when this is a great teachable moment and yeah. when done the right way, we need to educate our kids. And I do think this generation, the young, whatever we're going to call them, Zillennials, Zoomers, mm-hmm. I mean, first of all, Zoomers. what you went as an educator during the pandemic was remarkable. Um, as a parent in the district, uh, phenomenal work. I mean, I know Thank we you. just lost our superintendent. You have a fantastic principal. Love. Yeah. We're big fans of Mr. Hush. Our girls have had a great time. But I don't think many listeners and parents, maybe some do who are educators. My wife's an educator. What you went through through the pandemic as an educator and how you had to literally, there's no blueprint on how to go from being in the classroom. Yeah. What was that like for you? It was wacky. <clears throat> it was, um, it was, uh, you had so many weird emotions because you were scared, one. I mean, listen, I'm a bigger guy. So I was scared that if someone brought COVID into the house, I'd be on NJ.com. You know, lacrosse coach, Roosevelt Middle School teacher, passes away from COVID. Mm. Uh, you were nervous because of the uncertainty. Um, you, I was going, you know, I felt pretty much uh, crazy every day. I had a two-year-old kid in the house, no daycare. I'm trying to teach while he's in the background. He's like, Moana, Moana, I want to see Moana. And I'm like... <laughs> okay, uh, guys, give me one second. Um, I just now it's Encanto. We don't talk about Bruno now, you know. So <laughs> it's one of those things that it was. Um, it was a really crazy time. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt for my kids um, a lot because the way I feel, I my be- I'm the best teacher when I'm teaching my best. It's when I'm able to re- connect with kids, be sarcastic, see their emotions. Uh, see a smile, see their eyes being like, mm, that joke completely struck out. Like, I, I want to be able to connect with them. Uh-huh. And Zoom was like talking to a wall. Mm-hmm. It was tough. Mm-hmm. It was really tough. Maybe some teachers are okay with just giving fact, 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 fact. Here's your homework. But that's not my style. But that's also not social studies. No. I mean, there are some social teachers that do you, that. But in middle to, school, you got to engage. There's discussions. Yeah. There's debate. Especially in your subject. Yeah. Debate was non-existent in Zoom. Wow. Because maybe you and I are okay mm-hmm. speaking mm-hmm. on a Zoom, mm-hmm. but you're not. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you and I are okay showing our faces, but you're not. Mm-hmm. I was talking to ceilings. I was talking to the LED <laughs> lights in the room. Um, you know, it, 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 I had to find ways to almost... Uh, like poke fun a little bit on like the awkwardness, yeah. you know, like hey, let's spotlight this person's video of uh, yeah. the video because they had the LED lights, yeah. and then they're like, okay, cool. Yeah. Now I'm gonna put my camera on right now. And I'm like, all right, guys. Well, now we got to look into the region, yeah. you know. Yeah. So it was it was a tough time, you know. Um, Zoom. I think there were some really great things we found out about mm-hmm. Zoom, mm-hmm. but what we found ultimately is like mm-hmm. you can't be that effective overall yeah. on Zoom. Yeah. Nothing, nothing like the live theater of education. To be honest, I think yeah. there's an energy there. That's... And the energy can't be like, uh, you can't like, you can't do, you can't feel, the, it's not the same on Zoom. Yeah. You know, like feeling a teacher's um, 
the depth to my voice yeah. in a room, me getting excited. And the passion. Me, it, 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 that's when you're like, okay, like this, this guy's really into it. Like maybe I should be paying attention to this. <laughs> you know, like maybe this is actually. And then you can call on this. people. You can tell if someone's getting, connecting with it. There's a fourth wall there. Yeah. The yeah. calling on people. I mean, it, it took sometimes a minute. Yeah. Because maybe yeah. someone wasn't even on their Zoom. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, having 14 different side conversations. You know, uh, Jay, you gotta you gotta turn on your camera. Jay, can you please make yeah. sure you put something into the yeah. chat privately yeah. to me yeah. so I can give you credit. credit yeah. Mute your line. Unmute your line. Can't yeah. find the mute button. Now where is I'm it? Like, it's a I'm, microphone. It says mute. Just click it. I'm like, dude, you're playing Call of Duty. I can literally hear the background, <laughs> and you don't even care to mute. Wow, so that was actually happening, huh? Oh, 100. Yeah. Wow. Oh, listen, like it, it, it's this was this was my oldest in gym class. Yep. I walked in. What are you doing? She goes, I'm in gym. I go, what are you doing? She goes, I'm doing jumping jacks. Exactly. Now, for listeners, I'm just lifting my arm, my right arm up, yeah. right? Half on the, in the, in the, in the camera because kids are smart. Yeah. Think about if we were on Zoom. <laughs> if we were on Zoom and a teacher said, you got to do 50 jumping jacks. No I problem. I guarantee we would be like, yeah. All right. <laughs> here It was a way for kids to kind of just go 50%. And now we're feeling... The ramifications of it. Well, and that's, you know, we're going to get to the, uh, the lacrosse in a second. I realize, Adam, I'm asking lots of questions. No, listen, I love it. See, Coach, this is what yeah. I love. When we have a guest yeah. that's in your realm, yeah. it's like pulling the ripcord on one of those old 80s Hot Wheels toys, <laughs> yes. and you just go. No, because I, social studies, I spend time with kids, I yeah. travel, and I speak, right? So I've learned of a, of a new concept okay. called mask fishing. Okay. All right, listeners... Mask fishing is a term that kids have come up with because kids have to wear masks. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we have discovered that there are many kids still wearing masks. Yeah. And it's not because they're afraid of getting COVID, but they're concerned over if they take their mask off, people are going to actually see what they look like. Yeah. And they're afraid that people are going to start judging them about what they look like. And we know anybody who's been through middle school, the traumas you go through of just being liked and that constant. Yeah. So... Uh, I understand our school, uh, Mr. Lawrence, actually addressed that kind of concept. Yep. How do you deal with that, with the, the social emotional challenges our kids are now going through? Because seventh graders actually have the socialization skills of a fifth, sixth grader. Yep. What are you doing? I mean, what I told my kids, and I actually, I polled them before we knew we were going to potentially get masks off. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm curious, who like, who's, who wants to wear a mask still? And I had 80% of my kids say they want to wear a mask still. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. And then what I noticed was maybe... I don't want someone to notice that I have a big nose. Mm -hmm. Maybe I don't want someone to realize that, you know, I have braces and I'm not confident with my mm -hmm. teeth. Mm -hmm. Maybe, um, you know, I've, I'm breaking out. Yeah, I got a big zit on my nose. Yeah. You know? And I noticed that I feel like it's a way for some kids to still hide. Mm -hmm. um, talking. Uh, could you tell me what you just said? And I'm like... You've got to talk a little bit louder. Mm -hmm. And that's a way for some teacher. I guarantee some teachers say, you know what? I'm going to skip Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Steve, yeah. I can't hear you. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. So, um, listen, everybody has their own decision. And yeah. I respect their decisions, whether it's for uh, keeping people at home safe, whether, you know, they're not comfortable just yet. Um, I hope, you know, that I can see faces sooner than later. Mm -hmm. Just because I, like I like to see the reactions, their emotions, a smile. Yeah. You know, I think we all learned that you could fake smile during COVID with a mask on. <laughs> yeah. you, know? you just squint your, your, your eyes and you're like, okay, he's smiling, but realistically I'm not. Yeah. So it's like, um, you got to respect what kids are doing mm -hmm. and their, their own opinions. And, um, you know, as long as these kids are, are still trying with me mm -hmm. and giving me their own. Listen, there's some kids with masks. 
that are just as good when they were before with masks. Mm -hmm. And I could tell that, you know, they're, they're mm -hmm. being themselves. Mm -hmm. So it's just, you know, I think it's a baby step mentality. Yeah. Yeah. You, you've had, you had a mask on for two years. Yeah. You know, some people were itching to rip it off and some people were like, you know, you got to slowly bring me yeah. into it. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, I got to respect it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you have to remember, it's we're still in the winter. Mm -hmm. We're recording this at the end of March. Mm -hmm. yeah. and in the den. In the den. Right. <laughs> yeah. We're all together now. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think there's a, a mentality amongst many that says, like, COVID is over. It's endemic. Well, it's never going to be it's, over. It's it's very real. And if yeah. you see what's going on in Europe, they've mm -hmm. now found new letters of the alphabet over there. There's like a B variant. Yeah. <laughs> of the Greek alphabet. Here, but it could. <laughs> so, you know. It's we, the we new could, norm. Yeah, yeah. It's the new be, norm. It could be, you know, coming it, back to a new spiral. You could just so. be going with waves yeah. of mask on, mask yeah. off, mask yeah. on. And yeah. we, we did that, right? The fall was pretty good. The winter. And the dead of winter yeah. was not. Yeah. You know, we had Omicron, and now mm -hmm. we're kind of back to this. I uh, hope it's not a false sense of, of reality. I really hope that, uh, you know, we're, we're done or almost done, or it's just, you know, somewhere in the ether. Yeah. So, talking history, talking mm -hmm. pandemic, um, history buff myself, um, also an educator, but of adults. Mm -hmm. And I like to do this thing called on-the-spot questions mm -hmm. with my constituency at work. Okay. And one of the questions is, if you had to do a TED Talk, what would your subject be? So let's mm. keep it within the parameters of, of history. So you mentioned some of the eras of history that you love mm. teaching. So if you had to do a 20-minute TED Talk mm. on any era in history, what would that be? I'd probably do it on... Nazi Germany Holocaust. Nazi Germany Holocaust. I just it, for me I could I but could man, never. Man, there's so it. much to unpack just just in that. For me, I'd probably do the Nuremberg trials. Okay. Mm. Um, I, I just find it, it it's there's no clear cut answer how to mm. deal with these horrific people that committed you know one of the most horrendous genocides in history, and it's something that you know to break it down. This is the social aspect that I, I even like to teach, and we're going to do this in my classes. How do you try yeah. Nazi soldiers? Do you try a general the same way that you do this soldier? Mm -hmm. Do you try, you know, someone that was uh, one of the heads in the SS the same you would with someone who was just quote-unquote following orders and that's the yeah. one line that yeah. you heard yeah, over, over and over and over again, and over again in, in the witness orders. box yeah. i was just following, following orders. orders so yeah. for me that that's one of the things it's and i did this in the fall you know we did um so we, we said how would you treat or punish people like guantanamo bay that were 9-11 mm. uh, terrorists yeah and these seventh graders come up with some it's such a good discussion well, I think you should be doing this. I think you should be doing this. I yeah. think you shouldn't be doing this. And now you get them talking and thinking. And now it potentially makes them realize, like, you know, I could dig into another aspect of a really important event. 9-11, no, we're not talking about 9-11, but in terms of Nuremberg trials, that's just a small piece of the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. You know, so for me with the Holocaust, there's so many different aspects that you could learn about. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you never stop learning about the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. um, but Holocaust education for me is so important. Excellent. So uh, we got David Perez here. Yeah. Uh, Roosevelt Middle School, uh, special place in heaven teacher. Uh, not only are you uh, an educator, you're also a youth uh, and high school coach. Yep. Uh, and if I'm correct, you coach soccer. Yep. Uh, what level do you coach soccer? So I coach, so I'm the head freshman uh, coach mm -hmm. and then uh, varsity uh, assistant. The coach. Yep. But you've also been promoted to the head lacrosse coach. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, why lacrosse? Lacrosse, I... Uh, uh, my, a couple of buddies of mine 
introduced it to me when I was seven, mm-hmm. and uh, I fell in love with it. Very nice. Girls or boys? Uh, boys. Boys lacrosse. So I played boys. You know, I, I, I obviously played boys. Coach boys my entire life. I still coach boys for club. Mm-hmm. Um, but girls, you know, it was enticing. It was an opportunity this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, you know what? Uh, I'm going to try to go back home. So for whatever it's worth, I'm mm-hmm. telling you, I, I coached baseball, travel, rec, club, all the way to D3. I was at Rutgers Newark for a few years. Okay. Uh, softball. My girls play softball. I'm now mm-hmm. involved with the town softball. Girl athletes, female athletes, I love working with them. There's so much you can work with, so much you can do. Uh, the girls are fortunate to have you. Thank you. What are you most looking forward to? I'm looking forward to the growth of these women on and off the field. Mm-hmm. I mean, the game is amazing and mm-hmm. can teach you some. I mean, just like sports. Sports, mm-hmm. if it's taught the right way, mm-hmm. yeah. it teaches you life lessons. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. Um, but overall, I'm just looking forward to the growth of lacrosse in this mm-hmm. town. Mm-hmm. I think we're just barely mm-hmm. scratching the surface. Yeah. And we have a surplus of athletes in West Orange. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... What the game of lacrosse misses sometimes is athleticism. Mm-hmm. You have the huge amount of investment uh, from families that mm-hmm. can get the training. Mm-hmm. Kids can shoot, they can catch, they can throw. But sometimes the kids just don't have that natural knack of being yeah. athletic. Mm-hmm. West Orange has a huge pool of mm-hmm. athleticism. Mm-hmm. So um, I think this it's a sleeping giant. Mm-hmm. It's going to take some time. Yeah, you know everything that you know. If something you want something done the right way, you got to do it the right way mm-hmm. and slow, but. It's going to be great. And then just the growth of, I mean, just in two weeks, you know, mm-hmm. I could see some kids that are just like, we're so excited about this season. Press. I feel so much better about things. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping things work out well. Mm-hmm. Fastest growing sport in America is mm-hmm. lacrosse. Mm-hmm. And I think about, you know, girls programs and how the, the popularity of lacrosse has risen. Um, you know, Northwestern for a time was kind of a powerhouse. And I was thinking about their head coach. This mm-hmm. is the women's team. Mm-hmm. She didn't have a team. Northwestern was putting together a team. This mm-hmm. is some, I think some point in the 90s, late 90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. She drove around campus looking for athletic girls. <laughs> so if there was a girl running mm-hmm. down the street, hey, you look like an athlete. <laughs> have you heard about lacrosse? No, no idea. Yep. I'm going to put a stick in your hand. And she built this <laughs> it sounds, That sounds like what most young lacrosse A very organic do. way, yeah. right, yep. to build a, build a team. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe... Um, what West Orange might be missing versus some other towns who are really good at lacrosse, like mm-hmm. Mountain Lakes, yep. is we need that little yep. league feeder pool. Yeah. Exactly. Now, we yeah. have rec programs that are really I good. Know. I know yeah. um, David actually mm-hmm. was a coach, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And, and in hindsight, I guess I was a spy. I used to run around the high school track. <laughs> and he was coaching. He had a great style. Yeah. And it was like, I have every confidence in you. Take the shot. Take the shot. Yeah. I'm like, Man, I'd like to have a coach like that. Um, you know, what do you think? Does this town need a... a feeder program that starts really young with just the how to handle a stick, how to cradle, how to uh, pass back and forth. We have a feeder program. It's still, I would say, like, it's not a feeder program. I mean, if you're comparing Mountain Lakes, you know, Mountain Lakes, I feel like people come out of the womb with a lacrosse stick there. Um, But, you know, feeder program here is good. You know, we have a rec department Mm -hmm. that is invested in it. Um, You know, the growth of it would be, like, each grade has their own Mm -hmm. team. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, right now we have combo teams. Mm -hmm. And with combo teams, it's great because you still have kids playing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you have a sport that's really taking off, mm-hmm. every grade has yeah. its own team. Yeah. And then now you bring numbers into the yeah. school yeah. compared to, like, fourth grade's really big, 
but third grade, we only have five kids. Yeah, 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 no. You know, so it's like up, down, up, down. So consistency with numbers is something. But yeah, feeder program is the success to any good high school program. Get those young kids to the Premier League lacrosse tour events. Yeah, trust me. Because you're seeing the best of the best. I think sometimes they come to Red Bull Arena. Yeah, so they went. So when they went to Red Bull, um, I ended up uh, having some West Orange kids go. Um, You know, I'm I'm close with one of like... uh, the really good PLL All-Stars. Uh-huh. So he's helping the growth of the game in Maplewood. That's where he's from. He wants to help out in West Orange, too. So, um, well, I'll be big. No, and I, I grew up in Colorado. We used to go up every uh, summer to the uh, Vail Invitational. Oh, Vail's... Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> which I, is huge now. Vail's yeah. a huge tournament. We used to watch the Skull Bandits, the New York Athletic Club, the Hopkins teams. I mean, yep. it was like, yep. that's just what you did. Uh, I was a baseball player, so it was always the same season. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to. I actually coached lacrosse one summer at camp. Oh, wow. do. Yeah, I wasn't very good at coaching no, that. But, can't imagine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, but speaking of camp and kids and uh, transition, you're a dad. Yeah. Uh, and we're all about bad to the dads. Yep. Tell us what's like for you for being a dad. How many kids, names? So, um, Cam is, uh, you know, I have uh, Cam who is just, uh, he's my world, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, I have one son, Cam, and, uh, you know, I have two stepkids, Lauren and Avery, and, um, it's it's wild. It's, How old is Cam? Cam's three. Lauren's seventeen, and Avery is fourteen. Can't wow. get any different than that. Well, I can certainly appreciate that because my oldest two is twenty-seven and, and twenty, almost twenty-five. Okay. And Michaela, uh, she just turned sixteen, and mm-hmm. Bree, who you know, just turned thirteen. So yep. I can appreciate the age difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's cool, you know. Yeah. There's there's some days where I'm like, you know. This is, I don't know if this house is going to be able to yeah. uh, withstand all the craziness and yeah. all the emotions. But, but there, there's something you said about a certain kind of caregiver as a step-parent. Mm-hmm. Because you're sensitive to everything else. What was it like for you to become a step Like, you became a dad. Yeah. Probably instantly. Yeah. Uh, it was it was interesting. Yeah. You know? I mean, I think one thing that, you know, you, you, it's almost like you got to learn how to be their friend first. Mm-hmm. But then um, you're walking on eggshells. Yeah. Because you... It's almost like the one friend you want to impress. Yeah. But not piss off. Yeah. <laughs> because if you piss them off, you're like, you're not going to be friends with me anymore. Yeah. And you're not cool. It sounds like you're, you're replacing somebody else. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Father figure that existed yeah. in their life. Yeah. And, and, and he's still there, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, how do you compete with that? Yeah. Yeah. You want to be at that same level, uh-huh. but it's hard to be at that same yeah. level. Yeah. You know, so, um, there, there's the challenges with it, you know. Uh-huh. It's a roller coaster ride. Yeah. There's some really awesome highs, and yeah. then, you know, there's some lows. Let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's um, it's it's finding that boundary. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it's great. You know, they're great kids. Uh, Cam has brought a completely different aspect to the house. Mm-hmm. You know, he um, he you know he's a boy, so yeah. that's one thing that he lifts his legs, marks his territory. <laughs> he definitely <laughs> marks his territory. I mean. Uh, it's it's one of those things that you know they each have their own different relationship with uh-huh. them, yeah, um, unique in their own ways. Yeah. Um, but it's it's really fun, you know. There's nothing more important to me and more uh, amazing than being a dad. Yeah. What do you what do you like to do with your kids? What's a fun day out with the Perez's? Oh, let's see. Uh, I, well, you know, it's tough for the teenagers because we don't really see them that much. They're but then teenagers. you're doing your job. They're, 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 they yeah. want to be with their friends. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but let's see. Yesterday was a fun day, a normal dad day. Mm-hmm. Um, I drove four hours to Maryland, drove four hours back, came back, drove to Trenton. We went to Disney on Ice. Disney <laughs> on Ice was great. 
And then we get in the car, we go home, and Cam throws up in the car. <laughs> so it feels so good. So we're driving back from Trenton, and we just have, you know, uh, cotton candy. you That's know, it. the smell of throw up in the car, and I'm like, this is how we end the day, guys. <laughs> But find the good, know, find the good. Silver lining, silver lining. So the silver lining is he enjoyed Disney on Ice, and he got a huge overpriced Maui dog. Yeah. You know? But, um, you know, it's the small things, you know? Like, I, I don't care if I had to, like, you know, work a little bit harder to kind of do some of the amazing things with our kids. You know, Sesame, Sesame Place. I love going to Sesame Place with Cam. He's a big Sesame Place guy. But for me, I mean, honestly, it's just small things. Even if it's just hanging out on the couch, mm-hmm. uh, you know, playing Monsters, Inc. with him, and, you know, I'm Sully, and he's Mike. Um, How can he get to be Mike, though? Because... Am I seeing Sully? Because the Sully gloves fit my hands better. Oh. <laughs> so he always makes me be fact. Sully. Fact. <laughs> fact. I didn't think about that when I bought Sully gloves, and they were for yeah. adults. Yes. You know, yeah. and then he's just... You know, his one pinky is dangling in this huge Sully glove. I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right. Note to self. Note to self. Right? Note to self. Get the toddler. So what is, what is the uh, the Mike costume? Is it just one eye that you wear? A... No, Mike's just, he's just Mike. He just runs around and he says, Sully, Sully, <laughs> Sully, Boo's here. And I run around and I go, oh, Boo. Oh, where are you? It's way, a... way to put your whole heart and soul into it. <laughs> He prompts me a lot of times. Or I'm like, Cam, I want to say what I want to say. He's just like, no, you need to say this. And I'm like, okay. Uh, He's acting and directing. Absolutely. Uh, I think he's going to be an actor. I don't think I have a lacrosse player. I think I have an actor 100%. You could be a lacrosse player, then an actor. Yeah. Or a combination of both. Uh, Fantastic. We got uh, David Perez here, our special bad of that guest, uh, talking about social studies, lacrosse, dadding, right? Um, we do have a section of our uh, show where you have offered dad advice. Yeah. Right? Um, what kind of dad advice do you have to our listeners? Uh, you're going to mess up and be okay with it. I'm going to mess up? Yeah, you're going to mess up. You're talking to you, Coach. Now yeah. I right. want you to address the rest of the listeners. I'm like, what did I do wrong? No, I think, you know what? I think as dads, I think especially sometimes younger dads, you want to do everything perfect. Yeah. And you want to hit home runs. But you're going to realize that you're going to have to hit some singles and you're going to strike out a lot. And you're going to have to be okay with the fact that, like, you know, we all can't be like that superhero dad every time. You know, there's times where, you know, you got to put your foot down and maybe your kid doesn't like you for a little bit, you know, and it's a little awkward and you kind of want to, like, bend the knee, if that makes sense. To Ooh, kid. little Game of Thrones. You know, yeah. there's a little Game of Thrones. Yes. I have friends that watching. Clever. Bend the knee. I'm rewatching it and it popped up right away. Um, it's. It's 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 one of those things that uh you, you know it's you got to be okay with striking out. Mm-hmm. I mean nice. I don't know how many times I thought I was I, I had an awesome day planned with my kid, and maybe one thing panned up. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but enjoying the small moments. You know, the small moments. It could be him, you know, going potty for the first time. Um, it could be him, you know. Puking in your car. Puking in your car. <laughs> the way back uh, from Trenton. It could be the one time, I remember him running out of the house naked, and, you know, the old Italian grandma's like, what the heck is going on? There's an old baby <laughs> Those Perez right. family, I gotta, they can't control their kid. These Perez's, I don't know about them so much. There goes the neighborhood. <laughs> but it's, it's enjoying the small moments and knowing that it's okay to strike out sometimes. Very good. We're human. Very nice. Very cool. David Perez, our guest on Bad to the Dad, social studies teacher, beloved social studies teacher, and the cross coach, and of course, a wonderful dad. David, thanks so much for making time Thank on you. Bad to the Dead. It was Thank really a joy having you. I appreciate you guys.
We are Bad to the Dad. Download us wherever you find podcasts. Bad to the Dad would like to recognize another sponsor. The northern New Jersey communities of Morris, Essex, and Union counties have a lot to offer. Access to parks, recreation, sports, entertainment. Let's not forget some of the best school systems in the country and bus and train lines to New York City. And if you're looking for a home in Morris, Essex, or Union County, one realtor really stands out. And that is the Stan K Group, a Compass Realtor. They know the schools. They know the people. How? Because they live here too. They're raising kids here. And like you, they want the best life for their families. If you happen to be moving from Hoboken, Jersey City, or any of the five boroughs, the Stan K team has an active marketing plan designed just for you, for a quick, hassle-free experience. So whether you're looking at Montville or Montclair, Westfield or West Orange, before you go anywhere, go with Stan K. Contact agent Idan Karen at his email, idan.karen at compass.com. That's Idan spelled I-D-A-N dot Karen, K-E-R-E-N at compass.com. Or call Idan at 516-730-4726. We know Idan. We trust Idan. He's actually one of our neighbors. Call him at 516-730-4726. That's the Stan K Group, a Compass Realtor. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. Want to thank you, the listener, for listening in. Want to thank David Perez, our guest today on Episode 7, Season 7 of Bad to the Dad. Hard to believe that you know we only have like another five episodes. Five episodes. We're getting close to the end, as always. And that's what we do. We say 12 episodes. Yeah. That's what you're getting. 12 yes, episodes. Getting 12. But I don't know. I feel like uh, we just keep upping our game with uh, with every episode. Different kinds of guests. Guests with a different story. Mm-hmm. And next week will be no different. No, so, we have a great two dads. Two dads on. Two dads. Two dads on. They do something really interesting. Some kind Very of new much product. So. Yeah, we've got uh, Danny Ald and David Fulner, and they are the dads of uh, uh, a handsome young, a handsome young strapping lad. Yes, we'll learn a little bit about that. But they uh, have started a healthy baby foods company, mm-hmm. and the name of that company is called. Kekoa Foods, so it's K-E-K-O-A, Foods, Mm -hmm. and if you want to look them up and get a little preview of what they're doing Mm -hmm. and how they're helping out the community, you can visit www.kekoafoods.com. So, always interested in these these startups, especially when you're involving your kids and and getting them to learn about business. I'm curious to know if they use their their son as as an official taster. Ah, I thought you were going to say as a as a promoter. Like a, <laughs> Could be too, like a spokesperson. I'm I sure involvement because usually when you're in a startup, you know things are you got it's very lean and you got to yeah. find uh, your, your your staff in various places. Yeah, it, it looks like a, a really good endeavor. You know, there's so many like big companies that I'm sure are creating baby foods mm-hmm. that are 
high in preservatives mm-hmm. and you know other disgusting things, mm-hmm. and now you've got folks doing organic mm-hmm. and all natural and mm-hmm. uh, not not no Chick Fil A ingredients, no Chick Fil A you know, you know, here, so it's just all all natural stuff. And, yeah, you know it's interesting. You know we had a guy on a couple of seasons ago um, who ran Nolio, which is a skincare all natural skincare yeah, product that. for yeah. babies, and now we've yeah. got an all natural baby foods product. So we're going to learn a little bit about that and, uh, you know, what it's like, you know, being two dads, raising a kid in, in suburbia. Time, I got to tell you, we uh, we did a well job today, This, you know, at the beginning of the show, you were kind enough to share with us your experience of uh, college selection, and I know we didn't, my week was nothing compared to yours, so uh, listener, hope you understand that uh, it, it was Adam D's chance to talk about this glorious opportunity about uh, his time with Perry, and then... Uh, what a, what a time to be a middle school teacher, huh? <laughs> God bless. You know, as you say, special place in yeah, heaven, yeah. right? It, uh, it is tough. I mean, you you need you need to be like a martial artist yeah. in dealing with parents. Uh, it is a, it is a crazy time. I think he's the kind of teacher no. that makes social studies fun. You know, no. so many times growing up, you, took, you hear social studies, it was like sitting back in lectures, but he was coming up, and it, what I think is great, he's kind of just like thrown out certain things out the window. No yeah. essays, right? Yeah. <laughs> we're, just, we're not going to struggle with the essays, but the Powtoon exercise, the yeah. classic, uh-huh. as cool as it was, took up a pretty, pretty, pretty long time. Yeah. Yeah, oh my God. My daughter worked on it forever. Wow. And uh, very proud, but it's a creative way to learn, and the chances are the kids are going to learn more. Good skill to have. Doing that kind of skill set. Because it's just, it's relevant than sitting down and having to write some kind of. But it's essay. visual, right? It's visual. It's, it's all, all visual, and you're which, telling a story. You're telling a story, which is, makes yeah. it more inclined to to remember it. Well, so you know, we were talking about preparation for colleges mm-hmm. in the first block of the show, and I think it's important at this stage, mm-hmm. right? At this stage, when you're in a school, a high school with diverse kids, you got to learn how to storytell, mm-hmm. right? You got to learn how to write. You got to learn how to speak. You got to learn how to use visual aids. All those pieces. Now is now is the time to do it. And I can mm-hmm. tell you, it wouldn't shock me if PowerPoint mm-hmm. is outmoded in the next five to ten. Oh, it, minutes. it's already start, It's already starting to be outmoded. There's there's yeah. other platforms that students are using. That whether it's Canva or other pieces I'm seeing on the yes. college level that are just and it's being used all wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> PowerPoint is being used. Of course, all wrong. it's not bullet points. As a professor, I don't want to talk about bullet points. It's about telling a story uh, and how you do things. Before we wrap, I want to tell you a quick story. And this is yeah. back in 2008, 2009. Ooh, just a few decades ago. I Actually, know. We think about it like 2008, 2009. <laughs> 14 years ago. Like when I and I tell my, my son, like, do you really need the next version of Madden? Yeah. He's like, I can't play last year's. Yeah. That's the old one yeah. with the old, you know, players are on, Try 2008. on different teams now. Yeah. So I don't even want to talk about Madden 08, 09. Yes. But, you know, that's that's the context yeah. that I have. So, um, you know, I got into training and development, yes, leadership development at that time. Mm-hmm. And it was a, a great career pivot point for me. And you know me, I, like you, I like to edutain. Yes. And when I do presentations, I want to make it more about storytelling and discussion. I'll mm-hmm. have a workbook. Yeah. But PowerPoint is like 20% of my game. Mm-hmm. All right. Not a big part. That, that All it is, PowerPoint has become an agenda. This yeah. is what I want to talk about next. This is what I want to talk about next. So yeah. this is why it's yeah. being used yeah. so wrong because yeah. everybody is putting word for word their Ugh. presentations on those slides. Stop doing that. And every slide has 10 bullet points where verbatim yeah, you're, just you're providing the instructions. So I had a boss that said, uh, you know, where are your slides? I said, I sent them to you. There's five slides. Mm-hmm. That's it. What happens if you get hit by a bus and I need to present your your presentation? <laughs> I said, first of all, why are people talking about getting hit by a bus? Is there some like 
crazy <laughs> bus driver that's just mowing people down. Where How many you times live? I've heard that? Well, I thought you drive your car to work every day. <laughs> Where are you getting on a bus? <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is like just mad, like the, the clown from It is driving a bus and knocking people over. So if I get hit which by a bus. Which is insane. I said, that's not the way I do learning yeah. and development. I yeah. said, you know, so much of my content is in speaking yeah. and sharing and case studies. And stories. And it's not in PowerPoint. Yeah. And she was very upset with me. She's like, you know, I, I thought you, you had this project done. And I'm like, yeah, I got the project I've done. done. It's money. I've done it, I've done it in five slides. Mm-hmm. And the rest is going to be in handouts mm-hmm. and web links. And we're going to discuss because this is Group leadership discussion. development. Yeah, uh, Leadership development is not taught on PowerPoint. <laughs> so, And even the... Even the associations, like the quote-unquote governing bodies mm-hmm. of learning and development, will tell you that training ain't telling, or telling ain't training. Mm-hmm. So that's the route I went. You put your foot down, and you say, you know what? Suck it, right there. Yeah. So why are people, why do people if you care? Get hit, if, if I get hit by a bus, first yeah. of all, I think it's far worse things than you carrying out a PowerPoint presentation. Yeah. you got to plan my funeral. <laughs> Forget about I got my training. i got kids. i got a family. <laughs> Let's not be so focused on the you, right? And how many bullets are on my exactly. PowerPoint slide. That's not going to matter at that point. Oh, good stuff. So, <laughs> listeners, dads, anyone else who's decided to join us for Episode 7, thanks so much. Dads, have a great week, and stay bad to the dad. <laughs> <laughs>